The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, 48 hours ago, Gareth Bale announced that he has retired from soccer. Now, I know I'm about 40 hours late to this kind of party, although I did write an article as soon as I saw the news, but unfortunately, uh, because I still haven't gotten a computer yet, although I'm very, very close uh, to getting a laptop, you know, couldn't find the, you know, didn't really have it, uh, the ability or the chance to uh, do an episode of the time, but here I am, and as many of you very, very loyal listeners have said to me, Bear Man, better late than never, so here I am. To be honest, as soon as I saw the news, I was actually rather shocked. I would say surprised, but surprised, I was not surprised. I was rather shocked. <laughs> so let me put it that way. Uh, I know that my good buddy, uh, the fiercely opinionated Mr. Josh McSwain, is probably just as shocked as I am. I would imagine my good buddy um, in southern, beautiful and sunny Southern California, Mr. Steve Adams, is uh, rather shocked as well. Wouldn't be surprised if it was also for my buddy up in Canada, Mr. David Scappin. In other words, my inner circle for this show. <laughs> I imagine we're all rather shocked. And I'm sure that we all have uh, somewhat of an opinion on, on this decision. Uh, honestly, it is what it is. Gareth Bale, honestly, whether, whether we like the decision or not, we have to respect it. Because obviously he's got to do what's best for him. Uh, also what's best for his family. So I think really at this point, I mean, he's accomplished pretty much everything there is to accomplish, you know. Well, I mean, not so much on the international side, but uh, he, he did do his country, uh, you know, his country, Wales, you know, a great service in international duty, which we'll get to. But as far as uh, soccer goes, I mean, he has accomplished quite a bit. And we will go, we will go through his list of accomplishments, but I'll be honest with you, go, we're not going to go through all of it because, well, it would take forever. But we will be going through his career because I have witnessed Gareth Bale succeed in Europe. I have witnessed... Seeing him, uh, I've witnessed him succeeding here in the United States on a very, very brief stint in the United States of America. And my God, what a hell of a ride it has been. But as far as going back to his uh, retirement, I didn't actually expect him to retire as a player, you know, at this point because, you know, I figured he was going to stay at LAFC for at least another season or maybe go play in his native Wales. But uh, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess he decided otherwise. I mean, again, it is what it is. We, we can say whatever we want about his decision, but at the end of the day, we have to respect it. 
And at the end of the day, we can't say that he didn't retire without getting anything done. I mean, to say that Gareth Bale got a lot done, now that, ladies and gentlemen, is a major understatement. And again, I had witnessed it. I would imagine, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if part of the part of the, part of of the the decision to retire at the age of 33 comes from the fact that he has actually uh, suffered a handful of injuries throughout his career, namely during his time at Real Madrid. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if injuries were part of it, but I'd imagine maybe he just wants to pursue the next chapter of his life. It wouldn't surprise me if part of the decision is also to spend time with his family as well and, you know, maybe some other personal uh, personal uh, ventures, maybe some business ventures as well. So, I mean, I'm sure he's got some endeavors, you know, to, to think about. So, yeah. So, again, it, it is what it is, but, you know, when he started his career, you know, I, I remember seeing him at Tottenham, you know, around that time, you know, when he started his career at Southampton in 2006, I mean, he was actually in the part of the Southampton youth system from 1999 to 2006 and actually made 40 appearances for Southampton FC. He scored five goals in those 40 appearances before Tottenham actually picked him up. And I believe when Tottenham picked him up, I believe it was for a, a fee that was uh, 7 million British pounds. So, And it was actually during this time at Tottenham that we really started seeing him develop, grow, improve, you know, get stronger. I mean, it was during his time in Tottenham that, you know, that Gareth Bale was really taking his taking his career, his skills, his talents all to the next level. I mean, that that's where really we started seeing something huge. And I told myself, well, he's doing very, very good at Tottenham. I mean, he's growing and growing and growing, you know, talent, skill, everything. And it's only going to be a matter of time before one of the European heavyweights offers a lot of money, you know, to get the guy. And I would tell myself, well, even back then I would say, well, you never ever count out Real Madrid because we all know Real Madrid has the money. You know, Paris Saint-Germain during that time was starting to become, you know, the very the very wealthy uh, club as well. So I figured the likes of Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, I even thought Juventus or maybe even Bayern Munich would actually love to go af- after Gareth Bale. And I said to myself, you know, specifically in a conversation with my dad, I said, well, he needs to go where he knows he can actually play at a very good level, but he also has to go to a go to a place where the style of play, you know, it fits him. Because a lot of players have a brilliant and unique style of their own that there's an environment in a certain part of Europe that is, that, that simply does not fit their style of play. So I so I, say, I always say it's important for a player to go somewhere where the the competitive environment and the style of play in that environment follows suit to his skills and talent. So it, it's about basically being on the same page, uh, if you will. So Gareth Bale, you know, during his time at Tottenham, you know, really, I mean, I'm telling you, the way he was playing, I mean, you, you're just kind of sitting there, I mean, and I would always tell myself, you know, how are you not entertained? Because, you know, the style of play, you know, Gareth Bale, you know, very, very quick, you know, great speed, you know, you know, mainly a wing back, but also played as a forward and a striker, and also even played as an offensive left back. I kind of feel like Gareth Bale could have done anything you'd ask him to in a certain position. I mean, he was basically that kind of player that would compromise and improvise, you know, for the sake of the team. I can honestly state that Gareth Bale was quite a team player. So we all know him for his speed, the strength, the scoring ability, the passing, the ball control, the techniques, everything. I mean, the way that he would just literally destroy opposing defenses. I mean, that's something magic. I mean, we always speak about how Kylian Mbappe can destroy opposing defenses. I mean, 
Gareth Bale can do it. Ronaldo was able to do it. Messi. I mean, this is, again, what I always say, that players are unique in his or her own way. So, it's it, Gareth Bale was just, it's just unbelievable. So, so now going back to the time in Tottenham, you know, and I've got his list of accomplishments, you know, right in front of me. Now, as far as, uh, like, as far as the team, I mean, he was actually uh, a two-time runner-up in the EFL Cup and actually did actually win it in, uh, in 2008. So, so he did, so they did win the, uh, 2007-2008 Football League Cup, you know, Tottenham, and then they were runner-up in 2009 and 2021, so, but as far as individual awards go, I mean, Gareth Bale at Tottenham, you know, a two-time Tottenham Hotspur Young Player of the Year award recipient, you know, in 2013, he did win the Tottenham Hotspur Player of the Year award, so, man, and I honestly believe, you know, maybe he should have won it several times, but, man, oh man, oh man, I mean, several times, you know, part of, you know, PFA Team of the Year in the Premier League, you know, so... Oh boy, and you know, in 2006, uh, you know, BBC Wales, I think uh, he was named the Junior Sportsman of the Year award recipient. So, and of course, uh, the Football Association of Wales Young Player of the Year award in 2007. So, so, you know, so Gareth Bale, you know, just right, you know, right getting into Tottenham. Again, that's where the career, that's where his career truly skyrocketed, and then eventually he got to Real Madrid. And I mean, I, I'm telling you. When I wrote the article, you know, even before doing this piece, you know, researching to find out exactly, like, because I wanted to know the exact amount that Real Madrid paid to acquire the services of Gareth Bale. I mean, a lot of conflicting results, a lot of conflicting answers, honestly, because you see, like, how much they paid through, with British pounds, through euros, through American dollars, and of course, the values are all this, are all different. I could have, I almost said they're all the same, but you know, they are not the same. So it was not on September first, two thousand thirteen, when uh, Real Madrid announced that they actually uh, basically successfully uh, agreed on the transfer of Gareth Bale. It was on a six-year deal, and of course, at the time, it was it was a then world record deal. And I believe it it was eventually. Um, I think at first it said that it was seventy-seven million British pounds, which would be ninety-one million euros. But it was it was then the report of the world world record transfer fee that made it 85.3 British pounds, which was the equivalent of 100 million euros, which of course ended up being above Cristiano Ronaldo's transfer record fee, which was 80 million uh, British pounds. But it was not until January of January 2016, I think these documents were leaked, that actually confirmed the world record transfer fee, and it ended up being 85.1 British pounds, million British pounds, which was which is the equivalent of. 100.8 euros. So, yeah, eventually, I think Bale's record was eventually surpassed uh, later that year in August of 2016 with Paul Pogba's uh, record free of 105 million euros to return to Manchester United. And we all know how that kind of turned out for Pogba. But I'm, I'm telling you, his time at Real Madrid, ugh. I mean, the success speaks for itself, but... Honestly, we know because we, for those of us that kind of knew exactly what was going on, and we we were following, uh, we were following Gareth Bale's career very close as I was, you know, Gareth Bale. From what I understand, you know, the the time at Real Madrid was a bit difficult because I think there was times where he had some quarrels with the management, with the manager, and I think and I think a lot of the supporters as well. I I can't say if that's true or not because a lot of times these things can be exaggerated. But I know that Gareth Bale, you know, certain I think certainly uh, butted heads with Zinedine Zidane a couple of times. 
And I'll never forget it. In July of 2019, all these reports were indicating that he was like about to leave the club. You know, I mean, I think Zinedine Zidane had insisted that he was leaving the club, but and, and I think he was. They were about to. I think Real Madrid was actually really close to agreeing with a Chinese club about a, a proposed transfer, but apparently it never happened. So. And then months later in October, all these reports that Bale is, you know, very unhappy with Real Madrid and he really wanted to leave. But then it, then not long after, Zinedine Zidane had said that Bale did not in fact want to leave, like never even asked to leave. So, so there was a lot of things going on and, and it was just really like it was dead end after dead end after dead end. And if I was doing a, if I had this podcast at the time, you know. I wouldn't have wanted to do an episode on it because it's just, like I said, it's dead end after dead end after dead end, like theory after theory after theory, which we really cannot go on, so. Now, eventually, now, he was actually loaned uh, to Tottenham, so he did briefly return to Tottenham on a season-long loan, so, but then, you know, and then I was surprised that he actually returned to Real Madrid for the 2021-22 season, but of course, uh, he, he did not, he, he, he was not featured very much, uh. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure exactly what was the deal. Like, what, like, like that. I think maybe there was still some, uh, some difficulties. Maybe uh, still the soured relationship between uh, Bale and the Real Madrid uh, management. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Real Madrid did go on to win the title again that year, and he was part of the team. So, go, going through his accomplishments, but you know, it, it does break my heart that from uh, understand that Gareth Bale and Zinedine Zidane had a. A difficult relationship. I mean, part of me believes that maybe when, when when Gareth Bale left, it was on good terms. I would at least I would hope so. But you know, I, I only honestly I really pray that Gareth Bale and Zinedine Zidane have made amends, have reconciled, because I know that sometimes you know being at Real Madrid, you know, when there's all these star players around you, and then you know, of course, when the manager utilizes tactics that you don't agree with and you don't feel comfortable with. It's certainly going to lead to a very difficult relationship, and it's really going to break a bond and a trust. So, I mean, these things happen. I mean, this is why I insist to people that when somebody goes to a huge European heavyweight team, it's not just going to be a walk in the park. Like, all the hard work, I mean, the media appearances, the pressure, the expectations, it's going to be severely overwhelming. So... So seeing all these things that happened, you know, back in October of 2016, when uh, Gareth Bale had signed a new uh, contract that was supposed that was to last until 2022, so I know, so obviously, I guess when he left, uh, when he left the club, you know, his contract had expired. But then, you know, not long after, um, you know, that serious ankle injury in that in that game against Sporting uh, Sporting uh, CP, that you know that ruled him out out of the game for I think it was about like four to six months, and man. You know, I think it was around, you know, 2015 and 2017. I mean, that's where, you know, Gareth Bale was really, you know, dealing with numerous injury after injury after injury. And it, it was really difficult, so. But, you know, I, I remember in 2017, I mean, so many injuries that particular season. I mean, he was only featured 19 times for Madrid. And that year, Real Madrid won the La Liga title for the 33rd time. And, of course, won their uh, second straight uh, UEFA Champions League. And he was actually part of that game. So he did return to action. So that was pretty interesting, so. But, you know, going through all the moments, you know, of, of course, you know, you think of Gareth, Gareth Bale's uh, best moment for Real Madrid, obviously, in my opinion, it was that overhead uh, overhead kick, uh, scoring a goal, you know, in, in the Champions League final against uh, Liverpool. So, 
that's obviously you know the the best Gareth Bale moment you know and with Los Blancos, but but again you know you, you look through all the history. I mean, it was one hell of a roller coaster career you know at Real Madrid. I mean, there was good times, there was some bad times, there was some you know content times and some difficult times. But I'm sure that Gareth Bale. I mean, I would imagine he he definitely left Real Madrid on a positive note. I mean. He was part of the team that when they won the Champions League again against Liverpool uh, last summer. So, so honestly, yeah, I really do believe that, you know, that hopefully they did leave on good terms. I mean, I know that, you know, Bale, you know, very grateful for Real Madrid. And, you know, and and I'm sure that, you know, with Gareth Bale, you know, now that he, now where he is at this point in his, you know, in his personal life and professional career and everything goes, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Whatever, whatever the difficulties he went through at Real Madrid, I have no doubt that he's put it all behind him, and he's you know, and he, and he moved, he moved, he moved on. So, and I and I think you know everybody's gonna move on. We all are. So, so for me, I mean, getting the blessings to watch to, to uh, watch Gareth Bale succeed at Real Madrid. I mean, it's just one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I mean, just sitting down, enjoying a nice cold drink, and watching Gareth Bale, you know, dominate on the on the on the pitch. And I, again, I would say, you know. How could you not be entertained? <laughs> oh boy! You know I'll never forget in February of 2019 when he scored his 100th goal for Real Madrid, which was against uh, Atletico Madrid. I think basically because of his goal, his goal celebrate celebration. I I think he basically caused a serious amount of controversy. I, I'm pretty sure uh, I actually spoke about this with Steve uh, when this happened. I mean, I don't exactly remember what the, how the celebration happened, but but man, man, oh man, oh man. So going through all the accomplishments that of his time in Real Madrid, uh, you know, that's the overwhelming part right there. I mean, three La Liga titles, one Copa del Rey, which he won in 2014, won the Supercopa de España in 2017. You know, five Champions League titles, including you know the, the three straight from 2016 to 2018, and then of course you know won it you know last summer as well. So you know a three-time UEFA Super Cup champion as well as a three-time FIFA Club World Cup champion. Oh boy, now, that right there is over is extremely extremely overwhelming. <laughs> oh boy, I mean all the accomplishments you know they all speak for themselves, and you know. When when he left, uh, you know, when he left uh, Real Madrid, you know, I was actually certain that he was probably going to be headed to a club, you know, to play in his native Wales, but that actually didn't happen. I was actually, you know, when he signed for uh, Los Angeles FC, I mean, I was actually excited and very surprised at the same time because you know LAFC had recently signed a longtime Juventus defender, Giorgio Chiellini, so. I said to myself, well, they signed Giorgio Chiellini, you know, they say they get Gareth Bale. I'd imagine it's going to make an impact on the season because LAFC was actually having the best season ever. <coughs> well, at first I would say maybe not as good as they had in 2019, but, you know, LAFC went on to win the title. So I can honestly say that 20, 2022 was a better season than they had three years ago. And I'll never, never forget in my trip to California, my trip to Los Angeles, when uh, Steve and I... Went to that went to that LAFC game and man that was uh, truly was a hell of an experience. So he he immediately goes to LAFC and 
you know, the kind of contract that he had didn't didn't surprise me at all. That's kind of what we, we would have expected. It was actually in June 27th of last summer when it was announced that he had signed a twelve a, a one year deal, basically with LAFC. And and I'll never forget, you know, reading about it was a targeted targeted allocation money, basically, um, like that. And you know, he made his debut actually about a month about almost a month later on, on July 17th. He actually was um, a substitute. Came in the game, I think, in the seventieth minute, and uh, this was a two to in a two to one win over Nashville. So, so he start he started out as a substitute. Then, then I think like six days later, he came back in as a substitute against Kansas City, and actually scored his very first goal of the of the uh, for the club. But with LAFC, he made basically a total of twelve appearances, and he actually <coughs> excuse me, he actually. Um, Started two matches, and so at first he wasn't used very much. I mean, LAFC won the Supporters' Shield, and he was part of it. So, but of course, you know, in the playoffs, you know, I'll never forget, you know, in the final, in that MLS Cup final against the Philadelphia Union. I mean, what a game that was. <laughs> you know, he never, he didn't even, you know, he came in as a substitute and scored that that goal in the 128th minute to tie the game, which sent it to a penalty shootout. I mean, <laughs> oh. Man, <coughs> excuse me. So that that goal that made it three to three for LAFC that sent the game to a penalty shootout and LAFC won. <laughs> I can honestly say that Gareth Bale saved the day when it mattered most. They brought him in. They brought him in to help win the, L- the help win the MLS title and LAFC won the L- uh, the MLS title and it was terrific. I watched the game. Spoke to my friend, Steve, uh, throughout the game. And Steve was, you know, a very happy camper, much like me. And that was it. So, honestly, now moving forward. You know, talking about his international career. I mean, when he started out, you know, when he made his debut for Wales in May of 2006. You know, Wales Wales was really kind of depicted as a national team that there was really no point of having any faith with, which really does hurt. Because Wales, Wales has always had some talented players, but I think you know because of the pressure and because of the competition that they always faced, it was very, very difficult and very much impossible for them to be able to qualify, you know, for a World Cup and for uh, and for a European Championship tournament. So I'll never forget, you know, when Wales qualified for the Euro twenty sixteen. I mean, when 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 a when um excuse me when Bale actually had a huge part of the uh, qualification phase, you know. Oh, man. You know, seeing uh, Wales, you know, qualify for Euro 16 definitely made it interesting. And, and seeing, you know, um, exactly, you know, how Wales, you know, ended up you know, going to the final four of Euro 16, you know, that was, you know, that, that was really, uh, that, that, that was really good. I mean, you think of Euro 16, I mean, we'll never forget how, you know, when uh, Iceland, you know, beat England in the round of 16 and, you know, got eliminated in the quarterfinals by France. You know, everybody was talking about how Wales, you know, made it to the quarterfinals, but there was very little talk about how Wales managed to make it to the final four. So, because what we have to keep in mind is Euro 16 was the very, very first time Wales had made it to a European Championship. So, so that was huge, and, and Gareth Bale was a huge part of it. So Gareth Bale had finally, had, had was finally going to be able to compete in his very in, in, a, in a tournament, you know, representing Wales in something huge. So. 
so going up, you know, so, so on that game June eleventh, that game against uh, Slovakia, which was Wales' opening game of of the Euro sixteen, you know, Gareth, when Gareth Bale scored on that free kick that helped Wales secure a two to one win, I mean, this was actually their first team win in in, in fifty eight years because previously. The last time Wales had been in a competitive FIFA tournament was the 1958 World Cup. So, so now looking looking at it, you know, this was actually Wales' first goal since again the 1958 World Cup in that game against Hungary. So, so then those that other those out that that game uh, against England, of course, they put Wales going against England, and Gareth Bale scored again on another opening free kick, although. Wales went went on to lose, but Gareth Bale basically became the first player to score two free kicks in a European Championship since 1992. And then, so Bale, Bale added on a third goal in that game against Russia. So basically, uh, that made that made Gareth Bale um, Wales' all-time leading scorer in major tournaments. So. So Wales went on to, again went on to make it to the final four. I mean, in the round of 16, they defeated Northern Ireland. And I'll never forget, you know, Bale, you know, delivered a cross, but that, that ended up, you know, an own goal, you know, but that gave, uh, that, that gave Wales, you know, the win, and then Wales, then Wales was, was eventually eliminated 2-0, uh, to Portugal, who went on to win the title, so. So, unfor- unfortunately, uh, you know, Wales make it to the final four, but Wales, unfortunately, could not qualify for the 2018 World Cup. You know, it didn't really look good on them, because for the fact that they, they go from making it to the final four of the Euro 16, but can't qualify for the upcoming for the next World Cup. But in the Euro 2020, I mean, Whale, um, Gareth Bale actually um, captained the Welsh team uh, th- that year, and then you know provided a couple of assists in the game. You know specifically to uh, I'll never forget that assist to Aaron Ramsey, which was in, which was in Wales' second game against the Turkey. Wales won two nothing, so that you know Wales qualified for the round of 16, but. They were defeated four nothing to Denmark. Who, of course, Denmark, you know, Denmark ended up being the Cinderella team of that tournament. So, so Euro twenty twenty wasn't so wasn't you know started off good for Wales, but it kind of ended up in a bad way. But but when Wales qualified for the two thousand twenty two FIFA World Cup, honestly, I was very happy because you know a lot of us had wanted to see Gareth Bale, you know, lead you know uh, represent Wales in, in a World Cup tournament. So. Now Wales unfortunately didn't do too well, but you know that game against the United States, man, yeah. oh, from a penalty spot which was so late in the game. I mean, if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for coughing up that penalty, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that the United States would have defeated Wales, and that would have been one of the coolest things ever. But, but at the same time, as frustrating as it was, I mean, at least at least Gareth Bale was able to actually have his World Cup moment and score a goal for Wales, you know, for the first time since 1958. So I was happy for Bale on a personal and professional in a professional way. I mean, in a, in a sports writer's perspective, it's great because again, Wales scored. I mean, excuse me, Gareth Bale scored a goal for Wales. You know, gave Wales their first World Cup goal since 1958. So now Wales ended up, you know, not making out of the group stage. You know, ended up, you know, finishing at the bottom of the group. I mean, that loss to Iran. I mean, that was pretty shocking. I mean, especially the way it went down, and then that loss to England. So. So at the end of the day, Wales ended up crashing out of the group stage, but I can honestly say it was certainly good to see Gareth Bale have his World Cup moment 
But the, I guess the unfortunate part is it had to be against the United States. Personally, I thought it would have been better if it would have been against England. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's all I can really say. Oh, boy. So going through against one, the, the list of accomplishments, man. I mean, you know, you look at you look at through everything. I mean, man, one, one I should have mentioned, you know, a six-time Welsh Player of the Year. <laughs> I can honestly say at this point, you know, he's actually Wales' all-time leading scorer. Also, you know, the most caps with with a total of 111 caps for Wales. So, you know, the fact that he's also you know, he's also retired as you know Wales' most cap player as well as you know highest uh, goal scorer of all time. I mean. He he's done everything he could do possibly do. I mean, really served uh, his country very well. You know, succeeded in domestic soccer. You know, from Tottenham to Real Madrid to LAFC. I mean, there's just no point. There's no point in denying that Gareth Bale had one hell of a career. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the fact that he played a huge role in helping Wales the 68-year uh, World Cup appearance drought and scored a goal in the, in the tournament. I mean, that is huge. That is huge. I mean, and I should mention, the, him being a six-time Welsh, Welsh footballer of the year, that's a record, ladies and gentlemen. So, Gareth Bale, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for everything that you have done for the sport, and I cannot wait to see what the future has in store for you, my friend. And speaking of Gareth Bale's future moving forward, I would imagine that maybe a future, you know, as, as a television pundit for this for the sport of soccer. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he started, you know, coaching. Now, as far as uh, him, you know, beginning a, a career in in, man, in management in soccer, he hasn't really. I'm not sure if he has actually announced what his next intentions are. I would imagine at this point he's probably going to rest up, you know, heal whatever injuries he may be still be dealing with, you know, spend some time with his family, you know, kind of basically get, you know, kind of get, get himself back together, you know, rest up, you know, take some time off, you know, go on vacation, you know, have fun, live life, again, spend time with the family. So at this point, you know, and I, and I said this in my article that obviously because he's so well-beloved, there's, there's obviously going to be numerous opportunities out there waiting for him, you know, once he's ready to go. But I would imagine if he was to start, you know, managing a team, I would imagine it's probably either going to be in Wales or it wouldn't, be, wouldn't even surprise me if it was in England. And speaking of, you know, something not being surprising, I wouldn't even be surprised if Gareth Bale started by managing a, a club, if it was a, specifically an English club, if, if it was in the second tier, like in the English, uh, not in the Premier League, but, you know, in the, in the second tier of English soccer. I forgot, I forgot what it's called, but... But it wouldn't surprise me. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if Gareth Bale started, you know, coaching a Welsh club. So, so wherever Gareth, so if Gareth Bale does indeed decide to pursue a, a career in uh, coaching, well, wherever he goes, I wish him nothing but the best. I will certainly keep an eye on uh, how things go there. And I will definitely be here to talk about it on this show. And that's all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen. Into the Net FC is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me today, and I will see you all next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.